Hello, good afternoon, good evening, good night, good morning, wherever you're listening, whatever time you're listening, we are live 24 hours a day on the Anchor Podcast Network. This is a Sunday evening broadcast, the voice of Dominion. This is Alexander Jones, Minister and Apostle Chris Ward, bringing you the word of God with fire, thunder, and lightning. If you would like to contact us, you can do so. You can write us at Ward International P.O. Box 1365, Inglewood, California, 90308. You can always call us at 424-261-3208. It's a direct number. You can also call in on the Anchor app and leave us a voicemail. We'll put you on the next show. How about that? And... You can go to our YouTube page at the Voice of Dominion broadcast. Look at our live broadcast from our Saturday service, which is 1130, 8, 8.30 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. at the Duet Christian Church in Los Angeles, California, 90044. And you can go to our website, www.gamn.life, and you can give us a donation. You can look at these videos. You can look at all the stuff that we've been doing. Sign up for our, information, our newsletter and whatnot. Contact us. Email us. Write us. You got all the contact information. The last few weeks, we've been talking about manifesting the power and the glory of Jesus Christ in your life. Praise the Lord. Yes, we have been talking about. We we, we're not, we haven't left the miracle power of Jesus Christ or the miracles of Jesus Christ because we started this teaching series, what, three, four months ago? Six. Six months ago? Mm-hmm. Wow. That's how big Jesus is. The Bible says everything that he did, if it was written in volumes, there wouldn't be enough paper to cover it all. But we try, we try. I'm in there slinging, I'm in there bringing it. But I want to, I, my job as an apostle and prophet, and this is an apostle and prophet Chris Ward, is to bring your mental recognition into full effect to change your focus to begin to believe for miracles to happen in your life. Now, in the last show, I gave a testimony about a situation that I had. It looked very promising, and at the last minute, it fell out. It fell out. And I went to the Lord, and I started questioning him, and I gave the testimony about how my heart was, I was disappointed. Somebody tell you they're going to give you $18,750, and you don't get it. Okay, guess what? And the contract is already signed. Everything is signed, sealed, and delivered. And all you just got to submit it to the actuary and let it do what it do. And then they, within 24 hours, you get a call back and say, it ain't happening. Mm. Most times when people sign a contract, a binding contract, they got to pay you to get out of it. Well, this one, we let, it, let, 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 we let it go, okay? And I went to the Lord. I wanted to make sure it wasn't me. I wanted to make sure it wasn't something in my life that was preventing the grace and goodness and mercy and peace and rest and prosperity and health of God to operate in my life. And I was ready to repent. And God had taken me to Jeremiah chapter 24, verses 1 through 8. I'm not going to read that again. I'm not going back there. Okay, the Holy Spirit said, go back there. Okay, Lord, I'm going to follow you. I'm going to let Alex, I'm gonna, as you read through here, Jeremiah 24. Okay. And God is dealing with Jeremiah. We're going to pick it up in verse 2. Go ahead now. Let me just backdrop this because we're only going to spend a couple minutes on this, and then we're going to segue into Romans chapter 4 where we ended up the last show. It says they were in, they had been taken, all of the princes and people who had skilled so, so-called leaders had been taken captive by Nebuchadnezzar and taken to Babylon. 
Take it away, Alex, verse 2. One basket had very good figs, like the figs that were first ripe, and the other basket had very bad figs, which could not have been eaten. They were so bad that the Lord said to me, What do you see, Jeremiah? And I said, Figs, the good figs very good, and the bad very bad, which cannot be eaten. They are so bad. Again, the... Again, the word of the Lord came to me, saying, verse 4, Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, like these good figs, so I will acknowledge those who are carried away captive from Judah, whom I have sent out of this place for their own good, into the land of the Chaldeans. Okay, now stop right there. Okay. He had them, there was a, a, a remnant of Christians that were taken to Babylon to be captive by the Babylonian Egyptian worldly system. And, you know, a lot of times you wonder why, you know, and that's why I was really questioning God because I wanted to make sure that if something's not working for my breakout, that I'm not the cause of it. Okay. And he said here, even though he judged Israel, the, the geographical area and the people that lived in Israel at the time, that even though he let Nebuchadnezzar or limit or or what have you be upon them in Babylon, it was still his intention to bless them tremendously. Thus said the Lord God of Israel, like these good figs, so will I acknowledge them that they are carried away captive. Let's look what this word acknowledge means here. Okay. Properly to scrutinize, that is to look in, intently at, with recognition, so God is scrutinizing the body of Christ right now. Let's get that straight. Let's flip this scripture into the current time that we live in. The body of Christ, Christians are really in captivity because they're not running nothing. See, if you you know, we, and, and as people who are raised in a, in a democratic republic, we fail to see that the real dominion that God had given men because if Nebuchadnezzar has said to one of them Christians, okay, off with his head. Now, he tried to get rid of three of them, didn't he? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Mm -hmm. However, they kept their hearts in mind. Their, that word heart there. On the Lord, and even though they got thrown in the furnace, he acknowledged them. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And there's a remnant of the body of Christ that God is going to acknowledge. And I'm in that. And if you tell me something different, God darn it, put your gloves on. We're going to fight because I'm fighting for mine. It says to be acquainted with, to care for, to respect, to revere. Now, this is God in the first person saying he going to acknowledge you. Okay. It says, uh, so when you look at all those favorable terms there, it says, that said the Lord, the God of Israel, like these good figs, so I acknowledge them that they are carried away captive of Judah, whom I have sent out of this place into the land of the Chaldeans for their good. Now, why is that? Somebody said, well, why would God allow me to be captive or not attain my full potential? Because it's a timing issue. We've entered into the millennial reign of Christ. And even though you've been captive, your heart has stayed on the Lord. You've learned how to operate in faith. You're operating in the love of God. That is, all the people who have deficiencies and, and shortcomings, you loved them anyway, and you kept going. That's my number one prayer. And another next prayer I need more than any other 
is patience. Say patience. I've been in full-time ministry for 28 years. We have millions of people that we've seen converted to the Lord. We just keep hammering away. My heart continues to stay on the Lord. It says, in a place in the land of the Chaldeans for their good. Why? There was a time when they went in, there was a time of release at the end of 70 years. He says, for I will set my eyes upon them for good, verse 20, Jeremiah 24, 6, and I will bring them again to this land and I will build them and not pull them up. And if God said he ain't going to pull you up, guess what? He ain't going to let nobody else pull you up. I don't care if it's a president, it's a king. Once you have uh, appealed to the high court of the king of kings and the Lord of lords, that's Jesus Christ, there is no earthly king or institution who can override that. And I did that 35 years ago, man. I surrendered. I bawled. God showed me miracles. I seen miracles in the skies, literally. I'll never forget I was first 40-day fast. God had called me on a 40-day fast. And, you know, if you ever, if you go three days and don't eat, man, you you hungry, man. Listen, I went 40 days, okay? I started, I was three days on water, okay? And I remember I had my, my Bible sitting on the table. And I was questioning God. See, God don't mind, he don't, he don't mind you questioning him. As long as you question him out of reverence and respect for his position. And I asked him, I said, why would you have this six foot five, 350 pound gorilla of a man? And then asked me to fast for 40 days. Actually, I was close to 500. That might have been why he was asking me to uh, uh, fast because <laughs> I need to lose some of that weight. But God never asked you to fast to lose weight. He asked you to fast to get to know him better. Losing weight would be a, a positive byproduct of that. And he said, close your eyes, Chris. So I had my Bible spread out on the table. I'm three plus days into a fast, okay? And my object and my outcome was to go 40 days on water to do what, what, what Moses did. To do what Jesus did. Moses went 40 days with nothing. Jesus went 40 days with water. That's he had me on the Jesus sanctification fast because I had said to him, I want to be like Jesus. Oh, Lord. Why? He, listen, be careful what you say to God because he's listening. Because he, if you have high aspirations and you're a dreamer, the necessary elements of, of your participation are gone and what he'll take you through. And the time necessary for manifestations, okay? Because I know what I'm believing God for right now, which is a billion new souls. I know people would have been gone, would have been done left that alone. How are you going to reach a billion souls? One of them is through this radio. When we say a a prayer, you don't know. It could have been 300,000 people that repeated that prayer. We We on KTYM. Media.com, okay, which is the internet radio state, that go to 120 countries. Now we've been added to nine worldwide podcasts. We take this telecast and we done catapulted it to nine other platforms. So only God knows how I'm going to do that. Okay. 
but I have not given it up. Someone said, well, that's crazy. You believe for something like that. I am believing for something like that because I've been homeless. I've been shot. I've fasted 40 days three times. And see, this part, this is the part of me that when, you know, you have religious preachers and you go to preach in their church, they don't understand. I'm not going away. I'm not going to die prematurely. I'm not going to ever be short on money. And I'm certainly never going to be short on something to say to lead you to the glory of God. Because I got too much invested. And see, that's what God want out of all his people. He want to give you a great dream and get you to cross the line of investment to the place where you ain't going to turn back. Can I say this publicly? I can't die prematurely. Hello. Somebody said, well, now that's awful. But why? His promise. And let me take you back to this vision. So I was sitting at the table three days in fasted. I had never fasted three days, period. Least of all, three days on water. My, I mean, to tell you, my flesh was acting a fool. I was get up out of the chair. I remember in the middle of this 40 days, this was after the three days, I jumped up out of the chair one time and fell. Boom. Hit my head on the dresser in my room. I jumped up from the bed. I was laid out. Because, you know, your blood sugar and all that, when you when you fasting, and I don't know how many days I was in. I was far beyond the three days, maybe seven or eight days. And I made the mistake of jumping up out the bed, and I fainted. When I woke up, my head had hit the corner of the Chester drawer. I had knocked the trash can over. I don't know how long I was out. But I know I didn't get up and eat nothing. Hello. So I'm sitting at the table with my Bible, and, you know, I'm practicing hearing the Lord, okay, and I still do that. This Jeremiah 24 came out of me practicing hearing the Lord. I go to God and say, okay, listen, I ain't going to do my religious reading tonight. I ain't just going to pick a scripture and read through Psalms or read through Proverbs. What are you? What scripture do you want to take me to, Lord? And this is the one he took me to, Jeremiah 24. So I'm sitting there at the table, three, somewhere between three and four days into a fast, and I had my Bible there in front of me. I had been reading the scripture and, and had started to question God about, you know, because by this time my flesh was acting a fool. And I was like, man, I, you know, I needed, I needed a word from the Lord just to continue to keep going. And he said, close your eyes, Chris. And I closed my eyes. And my Bible was, I was sitting at the kitchen table, so it was like I was sitting in a place where people eat. And all of a sudden, supernaturally, he took me into this vision, and I saw my Bible turn into a piece of meat. Somebody said, God didn't show you no meat. You were just, you were just hungry. <laughs> I was hungry. <laughs> How And, and no, what better way to get a man's attention? <laughs> then to show him a big. Imagine an old school Bible. Now, we ain't talking about the little, the little notepads and all that. We're talking about I had a full, big, big, big body Bible, which when, if it had been a piece of meat, would have been about three or four pounds of tri-tip just sitting there, freshly roasted on the barbecue, just waiting for me to sop it in some sauce 
and stick it down my throat. And I saw this Bible turning to me. And the Lord said to me, pick it up and, and eat a piece. And I was like, wow. So in the vision, and I'm awake, I'm not sleeping, my eyes is closed. I cut a piece off and I put it in my mouth. And I'm just having some fun. I'm like, boy, I can really get to this. Lord, what are you trying to tell me? That the fast is accomplished? I don't have to do the 40 days? (laughs) He said, no. He said, now look down. Okay. Now, my eyes is closed. I'm in an open vision. I'm seeing. And that Bible now was 10 times larger than it was. It's covering a third of the table now. The Lord said, take and eat, my son. So I cut another piece off of now a steak that's 10 times larger. So we're talking about a 30-pound piece of meat, finely roasted, herbs and peppers and everything on the table. He said, take and eat. And I ate Ate another, I'm chewing it Oh, man, I could just, my saliva glands was just popping, man. It was like, oh, Lord, you're going to let me eat a piece of meat. He said, no, 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 no. He said, look down at the steak. What do you see? The steak was hanging off the side of the table. It had knocked everything off the table. The Lord said, I'm expansive. And I said to him, what are you trying to show me? He said that my word has no bottom to it, Chris. Mm. If you take and eat every day of my word and partake of my promises by faith, there's nothing you can't do. He told me, you can make this 40 days, son. You can make it. He said, I need you to make it because you told me you wanted to be like my son, Jesus. He did it. Now you're going to have to do it. You're going to have to follow his steps. Oh, my God. Is that a lead in? Oh, I'm 18 minutes in. I don't know how in the world it's going to happen. And I mean to tell you, this was in the middle of the wintertime. So I'll just take this show and finish telling my testimony. We already gave you the word. God wants to, he wants to build you up. So right after that, I went outside. Okay, I'm having, this is vision, National Vision Day for Chris Ward. And these things, at the beginning of my journey, I've been saved, let's see, that 1987, 97, 2007, 2017, that's 30, 32 years. And I think, actually, I got saved in 85. That's 34 years. So right around 30 years, I'm I'm fasting, man, at my dad's house. My mom had just passed away. My dad was, you know, needed some help. I went to help him, left everything, went to help him. And I said to Jesus, I had gotten filled with the Holy Spirit, and I said to him, I won't be like you, man. Because as an unsaved man, I had been through all these religions. I had been Catholic. I had been Methodist. I had been Episcopalian. I had been I got saved in the Baptist church. God bless the Baptists. The Baptist boys, I call them the Baptists, but the Baptist boys, God bless them. Hallelujah. No, they're doing a lot of good work. All the preachers are doing a good work. You, you know, if you preach in any kind of way, God bless you. I hope you're the best. But you're going to have to come out of religion if you're going to be part of this remnant that God is going to raise up to, to have dominion and control over the world. So I'm sitting 
Now, it's about 20 degrees it's in, in Dayton, Ohio, and I'm sitting. I had my underwear on, okay, or a pair of shorts, and I had some flip-flops because I was in the house. This is after I had this vision with the, with the uh, Bible, and I was enveloped in a bubble of God's anointing. And I wasn't even thinking. I just went outside in a T-shirt and some some shorts, some cut-off shorts I had on, and some flip-flops. And it's 20 degrees and the wind blowing, and I'm sitting on a metal chair outside. Mm. And when I looked, I couldn't feel no cold. It wasn't my fingers didn't get cold, nothing. I, I mean, I was in a it was it was it was an anointing of a bubble of his anointing was on me. Had to be for me to continue to just 40-day fast, because after I he showed me eating something and then it got more than I could eat. He was showing how expansive his word was. I sat out in the chair, and I looked. You know, we part of the, the galaxy of the Milky Way, right? And I looked. I saw, I saw the North Star. I saw all this. Like I was in a planetarium, and I could see this guy, and it was crystal clear. And I said, "God, you big." I'm looking at the universe that you created in Genesis chapter one. I said, which one of them, now, let me show you how ignorant you can be. I, I said, which one of the stars are you on? Where's the star of your residence, Lord? And I'm looking, and I'm looking up. And I saw this shooting star. I mean, it was like it was, like it was an asteroid that went through Dayton. And it shot the sky. Woof. And I sat there with my mouth open. And you know what I heard? I heard God laughing. <laughs> he said, Chris, I'm bigger than the universe. He said, the universe is a speck of sand inside me. All that you see and all that you hear and all that. Guess what? That's all inside me, the universe. And you know, there's a show now that I look at called How the Universe Works. They show the constant expansion of the universe, and now they're creating some 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 telescopes and some stuff that they can send up on some of these rockets that can go a million light years at the end. So they're seeing all the way to the edge of the universe. That's what they want to do. They think they're going. They're trying to find God out there. Can I just tell you the truth? Two things: they're trying to find God, or they're trying to find another planet that they can get to to live on after they mess with this one up because they know this one is messed up and they know judgment is coming. Okay, God gonna correct it. And I heard him laugh. He was la- I mean, how many of y'all ever heard God what, just what does it sound like? belly laugh? It was a belly <laughs> laugh. He laughed at me, and I, and I started laughing. I'm like, what you laughing at? He said, Chris, I love you, man. Just stay with me. We're going to work with you. Ah, <laughs> oh, Lord. It's like, it's, you know, it's like you have a son, and he's three years old, and you got a Maserati, and you done bought him a toy Maserati. And when he get in the car, he jump behind the driver's seat because his car looked like your car, and he swear he can drive it. <laughs> and probably what you do as a parent, you just laugh, look at my son down there, man. He trying to drive that thing. You got a little ways to go, you three. You go, you have to go at least 18 more years before you can drive one like this, son. But guess what? You don't discourage him. You don't tell him, no, nah, you'll never drive a car like that. Guess what? He's seeing you drive one, and that's what I was seeing into the glory of God. And that's why I'll never go away. And I'll never quit. As long as I never quit on God, I'm I'm good. He gonna take care of me. He gonna sustain me. But I'm ready to go from the sustaining into the dominion part. Hallelujah.
So, you know, Jeremiah 26, 24, 6 says, For I will set mine eyes upon them for good, and I will bring them again to this land, and I will build them and not pull them down, and I will plant them and not pluck them up. That word came to me so so clear, so quick. I said, Lord, where you want to show me something in the word? That thing, he said, Jeremiah 24, 4, 5, 6, 7, and 8, because he wanted to show me the negative, the bad fruits too. See, if God will never show you the bad, then you can slip over in there and let the little foxes choke out his power and not really know what's going on. So let's go to the next scripture. How much time I got? Oh, my God, 24 minutes. I'm having such a good time ballyhooing about my God. He's a great God. Lord, I love you. I'm asking you publicly to use me to bring your glory. Romans 4.16. Now, this is this. I'm going to tie this together for you real quick. Read Romans 4.16 for me, Alex, real quick. We only got a few minutes here. It says, therefore, it is by faith. Faith. I want you to concentrate on faith that it might be by grace. Grace. I want you to prompt. I want you to, to, to prompt to, to focus on that to the end. See, here's the end result. The promise might be sure to all the seed. Not to that only which is of the law, but to that also which is of faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. So you got three elements there that unlock this, this glory. It's faith. Therefore, it is of faith. Grace. That it might be by grace. Now, you, you for it to be by grace, you have to understand what grace is. You have to understand that you're operating in it. Okay? And you, you got to understand these things. See? You have to have the illuminator, who is the Holy Spirit, open the can of this promise so you can eat out of it. That's why you can be like somebody, but you're going to have to go, to go through the steps of faith. You're going to have to dig that word and understand what grace is. You're going to have to have an experiential knowledge of God on a lower level before he takes you to another level. That's why when I get my testimony, people say, oh, you're crazy. Here you go. Yeah, you're the Bible eater. Yeah, you're the stargazer. Uh-huh. You're the man that's been shot. You've been hit by a car. Yeah, uh-huh. You fell down some steps and tore your knee up. Uh-huh. Yeah, I got a great testimony. I was homeless for three years and led over a million people face-to-face. And 28 years later, I done taught thousands of people how to evangelize and encourage thousands. And guess what? The apostolic and prophetic anointing is operating in me. And it's one thing clear about it. They don't want it. See? To the end, the promise might be sure to all the seed. See, there's a might there. There's a might in front of the word grace. How do you get the mites out? How do you get them mites out your copy? You got to clean it up, baby. There's certain things that you got to do. But through Abraham's faith, if you stay in faith, that takes your focus off of you and the condemnation that the devil can put on you. And brings you into a place of manifestation. You just got to keep going with God and take the steps. You can't take the escalator and you can't take the elevator. And you can't piggy some, piggyback somebody else's promise. You need to have your own ministry. You need to be operating in faith. You need to be productive in your ministry. You need to help your pastor. You need to be giving your money exponentially. That's if you want some money. You can still have all that other stuff and be broke as hell. 
Oh, you can walk in the glory of God. You can raise the dead and be broke as hell if that's what you want. But if you want some money, you got to give some money. Hello. Good morning. Read verse 17 for me real quick. Oh, my God. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations in the presence of him whom he believed, God, who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did, who contrary to hope and hope believed, so that he became the father of many nations according to that which was spoken, so that your descendants be and not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body already dead since he was about a hundred years old and the deadness of Sarah's womb. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God and being fully convinced that what he had promised, he mm. is also able to perform. Stop right there. That's what the second step of faith is. Moral conviction. I believe I receive it. It's Apostle and Prophet Chris Ward. If you never received Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, you can receive him now. Repeat after me real quick. Say, Father, I believe in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. I ask you to come into my heart, forgive me for my sins, and save me. If you prayed that prayer, you already got all our information at the beginning of the show. Go back and contact us. Email us, write us, call us. Do everything you can, but give us a donation too. Hallelujah. We love you with the love of the Lord. It's Apostle Chris Ward. God bless you. I'm chasing what I know is true. There's nothing that I would not do. When everyone around me drops, I'm never gonna ever stop. I won't waste another minute. No, I won't. I'm a man on a mission. At this time, we would like to say thank you to all of our listeners out there and our ministry supporters. We thank you for your support. And if you have not become a supporter yet, you may do so by checking out the listener support option in the Anchor app. You can also go to our website at www.gamn.life and go to the donations page and make a donation there. We do appreciate all of your support as your donations help to continue the broadcast of this show. And... To help us to put on new conferences for the Global Apostolic Ministerial Network in your city and your hometown. We thank you for your support and have a wonderful evening.